Hello and welcome to the Dr. Richard podcast, a show about health, well-being, fitness and humanity. I'm Dr. Richard Marks. Today I'm excited to welcome E.L. Booker. Hello, thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. E.L. is a TV and media personality who is passionate about fitness and helping others. So how are you, E.L., and what three things make you smile? I'm good, thank you. Suffering uh, from a little bit of, I don't know whether it's allergies or a bit of a cold or just this time of year, but you know, um, we're here and we're thriving. Three things that make me smile. Um, passion. I live for passion um, in every sense of the word. Um, other people's smiles. Other people smiling makes me smile. And um, the third one, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I think music. Music and energy and I guess that's more than three, but yes. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> In music, is it listening to music or seeing bands or do you even sing yourself? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've lived many lives, let me tell you. I've attempted to sing a couple of times. I wouldn't say I'm the best singer, but somehow I've ended up in a couple of bands um, over the years, which were always a lot of fun. Um, but what is it about music? For me, it's about music is the way that it makes people feel the the energy that it creates and the reaction that it has on an audience or people. And so, you know, music is a very personal thing, but it's also something to be shared. So whether it's in a crowd watching a live band or, you know, at a rave or just with my AirPods in walking down the street, you know, listening to my own eclectic mix of music. Yeah, I think that's really good. And the way you can now, like, you can create your own mixes. And like you said, it can be so eclectic, anything from dance to soul to... Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a personal... Music, I find, is a very personal thing because it... it I guess it's, its purpose is to evoke emotion and to take you on a journey. And for me, I love music that, you know, ignites something within me, whether it's deep feelings or or you know happiness or sadness or whatever it is i i i need it to hit a certain place for me exactly i i work out to sometimes the saddest music is <laughs> like anything that just gets me like emotional it's still emotional literally you're a very emotional person you know yeah i i think so um i like to wear my heart on my sleeve and um try and you know try and be true to who i am and that is to live with emotion i guess yeah i did i did read something and that was saying it's good to feel your feelings sometimes in terms of let that be expressed because otherwise if you kind of always trying to repress it then in the end you know you haven't actually processed that definitely i i you know i think we live in a, in a world where suppressing our feelings has become the norm and we're, we're starting to kind of reverse that um that that process and allowing people to realize and understand that feeling our emotions is part of life and you know emotions are feelings in motion and and it's constantly evolving and changing and we should be able to share that because once shared and expressed i think we move past it 
I agree, I agree. So um, I just wanted to talk about how we know each other. Obviously, um, <laughs> you've come to see me for having your teeth done in clinic. I um... have, I've got uh, this <laughs> smile is all thanks to you. <laughs> exactly. You know, um, We know um, quite a few people in common, obviously, um, um, from and North London and many things. <laughs> yes, a couple of nights out. I have lots of nights out. <laughs> um, so tell me, um, about being on TV and about Love Island. Um, obviously, it's a long time ago now, but how was the experience for you? Um, did, was it a good experience? And do you ever regret that experience? I have. It's it's interesting because I get asked this question a lot. And as I think time's gone on and, I, and I've evolved, I have so much to be grateful and thankful for when it comes to Love Island and the platform and the opportunity and the the experience it gave me in order to grow and evolve into who I am. Um, it was a it was it was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. You know, I imagined I was modeling before that and I was living in different parts of the world, going on model stay for a couple of months. I was meeting girls and, you know, <laughs> we were hooking up, dating, <laughs> falling and, in love and every yeah, falling in love too many times. Um, but everything seemed to be quite natural and easy. And, you know, you'd meet someone and you'd you'd click and connect and then you'd date for a little bit and then, you know, we'll go our separate ways off into the world. Um, so I thought, how how hard can a couple of months potentially in a villa in Mallorca with hopefully some hot girls be? <laughs> um, let me tell you, a lot harder than I imagined. Um, it was an experience that i never forget. I think when you're in an environment like that, it's it's forced because you are... You, there's no escape and the people that are in there are, are your options that's what you have to go with so it was more difficult than I imagined it to be but I learned a lot about myself there was growth within there there was heartache there was understanding the things that I want in a partner and 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 learning a lot and it was it was a great time I left with a great tan you know um, I met some amazing <laughs> nice people. holiday a nice holiday um, mentally it was it was a bit draining at times but you know I met some amazing people and had the time of my life and it opened up the possibilities to go on and do so much and I used the platform it gave me to just kind of propel myself into an industry that I always wanted to be in I was a model before that I loved modeling. It was such a passion of mine and still is. But I also wanted to be recognized as a person, not just what I looked like. And I was single. I was living in Cape Town at the time modeling. And I remember um, getting asked to audition for Love Island. And I thought, you know, what's the worst that can happen? If if I get asked to be on it, then that's the universe saying, you know, go do this. And if I don't, then I continue to model and build that career and enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, you know, you have a great personality as well. So sometimes you don't, that doesn't come through, through the, through the modeling, you know, so it's good to express that. Yeah, for sure. As well. That was something I, I guess I wanted to do. And, and so far it works. Yeah, you know? yeah. I think the other thing people really enjoy about the show is it happens in the sunshine, you know, yeah. and everybody loves a holiday and it, it's like reminds you of summer and, and just, um, but it's, you know, that. it's that nostalgic holiday romance that I think most people have experienced at some point in their life 
when they went on holiday and they met someone and it was this really like intense time and then who knows what happened after they either stayed in touch or or there was all this passion and intensity and then they went their separate ways and love island shows real relationships as it's forming in the moment in today's world with all the trials and tribulations and and possibilities that that happen tell us also about celebs go dating like how did that <laughs> originally come about and i think you've been on more than one so yeah you know um, <laughs> you know i came off love island and said i will i I'm not doing another dating show again. Um, and then lo and behold, a couple of weeks later, I went on Celebs Go Dating. Um, no, it was, again, it was another opportunity that came to me. And I always say, I'm very much someone that takes each and every opportunity as it presents itself. And either it's come to me for a reason and I see it through or it doesn't end up happening and it fizzles out. And I met with the exec producers for Celebs Go Dating and they then offered me a place on the show. It was less intense than Love Island and I was still single and, and interested in meeting someone. And I thought, again, how hard could this be? You know, there's dating experts that are there that are presenting dates for me to go on. I've got to go on for an hour and a half, two hours, meet someone, have a chat. If we connect, then we'll go on another date. And if we don't, then I get to go home and, you know, enjoy my peace and quiet. Um, but again, it was harder than I expected. Yeah, yeah. Well, I like the way they approach it. Um, I know Anna, you uh -huh. know, and, yes. um, and um, the way that it's almost like, dating coaching and also um there again is trying to get some personal growth in the way you approach for yourself and approaching meeting with other people and relationships and dates and so there's there's more to it than just throwing two people together yes for sure there's there's the advice and the guidance that there's coaches give for um to help us become better daters and also find partners that are tailored to us in a way that complements us as opposed to just going off of you know attraction yeah yeah someone said to me as well if you always choose the same type of person you'll always end up in the same destination um that's it that's i, I think i need to take a leaf out of that book it's not always that. easy come on <laughs> we've all done it but you know um that is something that i try and think about and think wait a minute don't go for that same person again. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, the heart wants That's the what the heart wants and the mind wants what the mind wants and we're attracted to what we're attracted to. But I I agree with you, <laughs> even though I might not practice what I, I preach, I, I agree with you in that sense. But you, you are someone who follows your heart, you know. Yeah, definitely. And I think that, that I think following your heart is important. Otherwise, my biggest fear is getting to the end of my life and having all these regrets of things that I wanted to do but didn't do or things that I wanted to say or opportunities that I wanted to take or anything like that. And and I want to get to the end of my life, whether it's a long life or a short life, and know that in those moments I did what I wanted to do and stayed true to myself. I think we live in a world where there's a lot of noise all around us. There's a lot of opinions. There's a lot of other people's perspectives that seep into our daily lives. And ultimately, 
that isn't always healthy because we end up resenting people when we've listened to their advice, done what they wanted us to do, but actually it wasn't true to us or didn't align with us. Mm. And then an opportunity or a person or a place or a thing exits from your life. And we put all of that resentment onto the person that gave us that advice as opposed to doing what we wanted. And then the only person that we can hold up full is ourselves. And when we hold ourselves up full, at least we learn from that as opposed to passing the blame on someone else. Yeah, I think that's a really important message about, you know, staying true to yourself. So I want to talk a little bit about, you know, earlier in your life and um, going to the Sylvia Young Theatre School. (laughs) So (laughs) obviously it's very well known. Um, But how was that experience for you? What did it teach you? Um, Is it something, again, that you think was worthwhile? Um, you know, I, I think I started off very early on in this podcast saying I've lived many a lives um, and it makes me laugh because in a sense, you know, I'm 27 years old, but I feel like I've lived a lot of lives in what I've done. I went to the Sylvia Young Theatre School part time. It was I was always interested in performing in the entertainment industry and making people laugh, making people happy and being an entertainer. I didn't know how to present myself as one or what avenue I wanted to go down and I started going to Sylvia's part-time and I ended up being put in a band that Sylvia Young put together it was at the time where all these talent agents and managers were scrambling to put bands together and get them on shows like the X Factor and stuff like that because there was success from One Direction and Little Mix and all these groups Um, a manager put a group of us together and kind of put us out there onto the circuit and that was three and a half years from 16 to 19 um was in a pop group called ever young and that shaped my years of going in well those adolescent years where i left the kind of bubble that i was raised in and i grew on my own and I got to experience the whole of the UK, every nook and cranny, the good and the bad, performed on stages, you know, in front of a couple of people and thousands of people and just had a really amazing, weird experience. Well, it sounds like it was a fun time, definitely. Yeah. It, you know, it, <laughs> fun for a sixteen to nineteen exactly. year old. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, unconventional. And I kind of left school and was like, "Oh, I'm joining a pop group." And all my friends were like, "What do you mean? You've never expressed any interest in that. Can you even sing?" And I guess the managers thought I could sing, and and you know, I can hold a tune enough to not be the front man of the band, but you know add whatever I added to it and it was it was a lot of fun looking back on it now fundamental issues but a lot of fun (laughs) so I wanted to talk a little bit about um, the importance of fitness and nutrition Um, obviously it's something that's really important to you and something that we talk about a lot in in this podcast so what is the importance of fitness and nutrition for you and how do you integrate it into your life I love fitness fitness has been single-handedly the most consistent thing in my life for as long as I can remember. I have a lot of my love for fitness. I owe that to my dad. Um, My dad is diabetic and he's been diabetic since he was like 13, 14 years old. And so fitness for him is incredibly important to keep him healthy and to keep his body functioning as best as it can. Because of that, 
from as young as I can remember, I remember my dad working out in the garden or in the gym, you know, doing push-ups, pull-ups, sit-ups. And from as young as I can remember, I was there doing push-ups, sit-ups with him. And I was like this eight-year-old kid, skinny kid, but with like these abs. And <laughs> it just, at first it was something that brought my dad and I together. It was like our thing that we did. And even though I wasn't allowed to lift weights and, and really get involved, I think that's where my love for fitness stemmed from. And then as I got older and I continued to train and I would be out in the garden, rain or shine, you know, doing push-ups, pull-ups, lifting some weights. And then I got my first gym membership. I started to recognize and understand not only the benefits to my physical body and what I looked like, which I was kind of proud of and happy about and, and wanted those benefits, but also the mental benefits that it had on my mind and, and the clarity that it brought me. And so when I say fitness is the most consistent thing in my life, it has been such an important thing for me from as young as I can remember up until today when I was in the gym, you know, at my gym class at Metabolic in Camden at 7am throwing weights around because if I start my day and I've accomplished something and I have that mental clarity, then it allows me to to achieve so much more than when I don't and it creates structure and a sense of calm in my life. My brain works at a million miles an hour and it's all over the place and if I wake up and don't train then I'm kind of hit with this just cluster of things in my mind but if I wake up and I train then my mind is clear and calm and I can organize it and structure it and go about things a lot better. And I don't always get it right. And, you know, some weeks I'm not as consistent as other weeks or, you know, maybe in the past I've partied too much and I, you know, I haven't woken up for a workout or I've partied too much and gone to a workout and that was an equally terrible idea. Um, but I, I'm really grateful for fitness, the way that I perceive it and the way that it supports me in my life. Yeah, I think, like you said, it's a constant, it's a routine. And it's interesting what you said about how it brings that calmness and clarity of mind. I also do mine at the beginning of the day. Yes. It's not for everybody. You know, some people for lunchtime or after work or late. Um, but for me, uh, it again, kind of sets me up really for for sure i i used to be in i used to go to the gym in the evening and i used to look up people that went to the gym in the morning and, and almost with disgust like how can you do that <laughs> so bad. early on and it was more when i moved into central london and i started going to classes in the morning and all of a sudden it completely changed my perspective on it and when i talk about fitness i talk about it from a very personal perspective and point of view because not everybody loves fitness and that is also okay. I think it's about finding that activity that allows you to almost fall into a state of meditation, which is really important and brings that mental clarity. And that's what fitness does for me. But if you're somebody listening to this, it's not just about fitness. It's about fitness is my own piece of the pie that is very personal to myself. It's about finding your piece of the pie and just taking that time for yourself 
that allows you to feel alive and clear-headed and and put your best foot forward for the day and i would say you're quite a philosophical person where Thank does you. that come from <laughs> yeah it's definitely a good thing where does it come from and how do you kind of apply that to your daily life i think i have my mum to thank for that mm. she raised she's amazing she she's a one thank <laughs> you amazing. yeah you know her. obviously i know yeah, her you know well. <laughs> i've sent my whole family through your doors besides my little sister which we were saying but she's coming don't worry um i have my mum to thank for that i think a lot of it she raised my brothers and i as emotionally intelligent or emotionally aware who knows if we're emotionally intelligent <laughs> or not emotionally aware men um and i think a lot of that made us ask questions about life and about behavior and and just not kind of not look at things so black and white and then through we through reading and experiencing and taking an interest you know i'm not a book smart person when i was at school i didn't get good grades it wasn't something that i was passionate about but i was always passionate about learning through life and i'm not i think i guess it's probably partly in my dna from my my family and partly just something that interests me and i like depth in conversation and depth in things and i think i hate small talk part of the reason why i didn't do that well on love island <laughs> because i can't chat about nothing it doesn't interest me or fulfill me and so i guess that in the philosophical sense it's just about looking at things from different perspectives and delving deeper into them yeah i think it's interesting what you say about um you know intelligence and i've always thought there's more than just academic intelligence and there's a lot of things that can't be quantified you know some people have a talent for art or music or dancing or you know and um some people have a talent of emotional intelligence and all these things can't be quantified but you know um people in life can do great things and they shouldn't necessarily be defined by what the academic parameters set on them from school i couldn't have said it better myself i think again slowly now we're changing the idea of what intelligence signifies and stands for but growing up i remember it being you know there wasn't much intelligence outside of academic intelligence and how you did at school and you know um whether you were going to uni and whether you got a degree and things like that and i think it's a lot broader now because people respect that intelligence doesn't fall under one specific category and that everyone every human being has a value and has something to give and we all add different things there's not one person which is rounded and great at everything there's lots of people who are great at different things which is why when we all come together we create this rounded idea of of life because everyone brings their side of intelligence to it definitely and everyone's important you know yeah for sure you spend quite a lot of time in la and yes. traveling um how does this inspire you and how again how did that kind of come about what's the connection there and and why la <laughs> uh, i'm itching to get back there. let me tell you i'm ready to get back in the warmth and the sunshine um la was always put on a pedestal right mm. 
and I always disregarded it and thought, I, I don't buy into this idea that, you know, this place is so amazing and everyone talks about it in such a high regard. And I actually avoided it for a very long time up until I was 24. Then I was filming a TV show in Arizona called Celebs on a Ranch. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. Sounds I, fun. <laughs> I don't write the names of these shows. <laughs> uh, learning to be a cowboy. It was one of the most fun TV shows I've ever filmed because it was just the best. But anyway, then I had some friends in L.A. And when the show ended, we had a couple of days that we could spend in the U.S. And I decided to jump on a like internal flight and go to L.A. And I met up with some friends there and I got to experience L.A. And at first I was like, wow, this city is huge. There's no public transport. I don't know where I'm going. And then went to a few parties, met a few girls, and I was like, all right, I, I get love it. this city. <laughs> what a city. <laughs> Makes sense. The sun's shining, there's hot people everywhere, you know, the parties are great. What's there not to love? Um, and then I came back to the UK and I was like, oh, how do I start to get a bit more of a taste of this? Then the odd opportunity started to present itself over there. I booked a, a brand deal that was going to Coachella, which is just outside of LA and Palm Springs uh, for a festival. And at the same time, I started talking to a girl who is now my ex-girlfriend, but I started talking to a girl from LA um, and we started dating. And all of a sudden, my life started to manifest itself over there. And I was going back and forth from London to LA and building work in both places and i'm i'm a sunshine baby i love the sun i feel alive in the sun when i wake up to blue skies my day excuse me when i wake up to blue skies my day is better and all of a sudden i had the opportunity to be in a place where it has it's the epitome of the entertainment industry essentially is sunny 95 percent of the time I started dating someone there and my life just started to take me back and forth from there. And so I then applied for my work visa. I got it. Um, this was during COVID. The, the borders were closed, so I couldn't go there. And then towards the end of COVID, my work visa got approved. And I am now basing myself between the two. I love London. It's I have so much gratitude for England, for the UK, for London, for the opportunities and the career that it's given me but I also love the the potential of the opportunity in the US and the lifestyle and the sunshine and the people and so I'm living between the two quite sporadically I bounce back and forth like a yo-yo and it's definitely taking its toll on <laughs> my body and jet lag but until one place presents itself to me as the place that is where I want to settle, then I'm going to be between the two and potentially other places until I figure it out. Yeah, I absolutely love London. You know, I was born here as well. But I do think um, America has a very kind of can-do culture. And it, almost if you can dream, you can do. And that's something that, you know, I really also resonate with. And Yeah, well, you've spent time in LA, right? Uh, yeah, lots of time in America. Okay, nice. Yeah, I... I, the US loves to watch people succeed mm. and it loves a success story and it's the UK sadly 
and this might be an unpopular opinion, but doesn't love to watch people succeed. It loves to build people up to then tear them back down, um, or at least our, our press does. Um, so it's just as I grow and I get older and I understand the different places and the different opportunities, my my dream and my goal. And, you know, it's funny because I've achieved what I set out to, which is to live between the two. And hopefully I will continue to and maybe for the rest of my life or maybe until I have a family, depending on where I meet my partner and where they want to settle. You know, I have a lot to be grateful for for the UK, but I also work a lot in the US and have a lot to be grateful for there. So I'm... See what happens. Yeah, I'm in a sticky situation <laughs> and I actually have no idea. See what happens. Yeah. So um, we obviously talked a little bit about your family and, um, you know, I was saying I know your mother, mother and yes. brothers and... and not that met your sister is yet but you know amazing people all thank amazing you. thank you um but i wanted to talk a little bit about you mentioned your father earlier and yes you know how um he was the one who inspired you on your fitness journey but um as i understand he did kind of you know your parents split uh -huh. when you were younger and um how was that experience for you and do you think you know how are you still in touch and how has it affected your life going forwards um love my dad he's still a big part of my life we still communicate we still see each other my dad isn't <laughs> my dad isn't the most emotionally um open person and maybe doesn't talk too much about feelings and emotions he does in his own way of communicating but you know he's he's a generation of man that were taught to suppress their emotions and not share them and kind of get on with it and it doesn't matter and man up and all of those kind of toxic masculine phrases that we're slowly breaking down in society but um when my parents got divorced i was at an age where you know i was 15 16 i i understood things from my own personal perspective and Luckily, both my parents remained in my life. And as you grow up, your relationships change. You know, my dad was my best friend growing up. He was my hero. My mum pretty much didn't even exist in, mm -hmm. in the sphere, not because she wasn't there, but just because, like, my dad was my best mate. We did everything together, all the activities that I loved. He was the best father growing up because he loves to do the the activities and the fun things and then as i got to an emotionally aware age my mom kind of stepped in and nurtured that emotional side of things and allowed us to or allowed me to um also become an emotional being so yeah my relationship with my dad is is good thankfully i am learning to not be codependent and do my own thing in life and bring my family with me when I can and also allow them to do their own thing in life. Yeah, I think it's good then that you had um, the balance between the two, you know, um, things from your father, you know, the fitness and, um, you know, him being... Yeah, skateboarding and exactly. all, you know, all those things. My dad and I were still go to, you know, my dad's 
turning is he 60 or oh, i actually he's <laughs> turning 60 um if he's not 60 already he's he's on and the is line. he still fit is he's he, still fit he's and healthy fit. he goes to the gym pretty much every day you know we'll go to the skate park him and i and we'll just like skate around and and we do these things that just like bring us together that we know we love to do and the same as you know i'll sit with my mom and we'll go for a coffee and we'll talk for hours and that's what we do. And my dad and I, it's activities. It's yeah, the gym. It's, it's skating. Really it's cycling. And yeah, it's good to have both. You know, obviously, your mum giving you that emotional depth, and that makes you a balanced person. Yes, you know? for sure. And my dad, you know, we just throw things around and do man stuff. <laughs> <laughs> if you were looking back, what would you say to your younger self? You know, what, if you think about how you were when you were young and the journey that you've come now, would you say something that would help to kind of inspire or bring a different path? Or do you think all the experience that you lived are as, as it should be? I think all it, all the experiences I've lived is as it should be. I, You know, the advice I would give to my younger self is truly trust the process put your all into everything don't overthink things as much heartbreak is very important so go through it and don't <laughs> avoid it and feel it and be true to yourself because your individuality is is your biggest gift and that's that's the advice I'd give to myself and don't live with regret because once it's gone, it's gone. So let it go. So you talked a little bit about, you know, heartbreak there. Yes. Um, so <laughs> are you dating now? And um, what has been your experience? I mean, we talked a lot about love and dating on this, yes. but, you know, what what's your experience now? And, you know, has it been kind of affected by what you've gone through in the past? Uh-huh. Um, I went through a breakup over a year ago now. Her definitely heartbreak like I didn't even really know existed. Um, and that was a big learning curve for me. And it was a really necessary and essential part of my life up until this point and my growth. It was something that I needed to experience and I hadn't yet. So as much as it hurt, I'm very grateful for it because it allowed me to, you know, bounce back from it and find this power within myself and grow and evolve and and learn now I'm dating and I'm having fun um I um I think last year I was getting over my breakup and that was me dating and partying probably a bit too much and meeting people and chasing people for the wrong things and this year I'm trying to take a step back see what comes to me not try and force things and and just find a, a real connection with someone hmm. so um i wanted to talk a bit about kind of building your personal brand and um obviously what would you like to kind of inspire your followers and people who are following you what obviously there's a fitness and um, nutrition aspect and yeah. what what other things would you you know like to to kind of inspire to your followers I think that the goal has always been to inspire people to just be themselves and and do things that they want to do for the reasons that they want to do it. I think all too often we have these big plans and ideas and things that we want to do and achieve and try 
and through one way or another we don't end up trying them or doing them because we let other people's ideas get in the way of that and I think if you don't try you'll never know and what's the worst that can happen I've done so many things in my life most of them have failed or you know I thought were going to be embarrassing and actually they were amazing and I just I the goal is to inspire people to step out of their comfort zone to to feel alive in doing the things that make them feel alive and everyone's passionate about something so to not be embarrassed about it and just say that's what you want to do or don't even say it just do it yeah. and I think if as you said it's like if you don't try and take the risk you never know 100% and what's you know what's the worst that's going to happen exactly out of anything you might be you know embarrassed for a second one thing i've realized nobody cares mm. and that's not in a horrible sense everyone's too caught up in their own world doing their own thing nobody gives a shit. they might for a minute and then they're on to the next thing Definitely. so why live a life in fear of what other people think go out there do your thing and be brave. Be brave. And fearless. And, uh, fearless and enjoy it. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So, um, just finally, I'd like to ask you, what are your plans for the future? What do you see in your future? You know, I know it's hard to say. Uh -huh. Immediate future and long-term future. Um, um, or do you just live every day as it comes? I definitely live every day as it comes, but there's got to be some kind of plans, <laughs> um, I guess. I'm launching a hair care brand this year called oh, wow. Wavy. And you have amazing hair. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, it's something I've wanted to do for a very long time and been working on slowly. Um, so that will be launching in the next few months, which I'm very excited about. And I feel like that is going to be my little baby and something that I've nurtured and, and I'm building organically and something that is mine as opposed to I love working with brands but opposed as opposed to doing a lot for other people's brands and other people's babies um still spending time in the US traveling more doing more TV here in the UK um because I love that and it's a way that I experience and live and connect with people and feel alive um and then in the distant future you know family kids figuring out where i want to be where i want to settle <laughs> and hopefully staying happy and healthy well i'll be coming to visit you <laughs> i look forward to it i'll have your room made up and ready <laughs> definitely well thank you so much for joining us cl and um you know it's so interesting to hear about your journey um the many lives you've lived and <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me it's been a pleasure and i've really enjoyed it thank you thank you guys for listening if you like today's show please rate and review wherever you get your podcast um thank you for joining me EL. all of el's details and links will be in the show notes and it was presented by me dr richard marks for more about me i'm on at dr underscore richard double underscore and you can also visit my website which is www.drrichardlondon.com this is a Pod People production and the music is by Delhi Music. It was recorded at Spirit Land Studios and we will see you next time. Mm -hmm.